shout out to our listener jenny who recommended this book series not once yeah not twice (laughs) but several times to us All right, and welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my best friend Megan talk about book-related news and topics on a bi-weekly basis. My name is Marissa, and I'm joined with said best friend Megan. Hello. And this is our final podcast of 2023. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. We've been doing this for like two years now. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. That's that's all. That was the end of the sentence. Yep. Period. (laughs) Enter. Yeah. There was like a page break there. Yeah. We are going to be we're just going to dive right into this one because we have a lot to talk about because we're going to be kind of summing up our years. Mm -hmm. And full disclosure, we were recording this the day before it comes out. So it'll come out on December 28th, 2023. It is December 27th, 2023. And so we still have quite a few days. Well, I still have quite a few days (laughs) left in 2023 to do a lot of reading. Yes. So this is not a finalized list or anything of what we've read so far this year. But as of this point, we are going to be reviewing kind of the best, the worst, the most surprising, the the most bitter reads that we had. Just anything that stood out for any reason. And we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about certain books that hit all those marks. So to start this off, we should start off with our most recent reads. So yes. what have you been reading, Megan? Well, I've read a couple books. Okay. First one being Wreck the Halls, Tessa yes. Bailey. So that yes. was the book club pick for December. Mm-hmm. And lots of thoughts, lots, lots of feelings of thoughts. <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. So we both read this one. I think it was fun question mark (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it served a purpose Mm -hmm. it did not serve the purpose that we wanted it to serve because we were both looking the reason we picked this book for our 2 a.m book club which if you'd like more information about link to the description of uh link in the description rather to our discord server but we both wanted like fun little holiday read yeah like low stakes you know maybe somebody doesn't get their christmas present like maybe we get stuck in a like shopping mall like all the cheesy holiday references that you can fit which the cover of tessa bailey's wreck the halls has christmas lights a christmas tree Mm -hmm. wreaths like it's got snowflakes like i was definitely expecting like full-on christmas it was like a story that maybe Tessa Bailey added some detail in to make it happen during Christmas. Yeah. When she realized it was going to come out around Christmas. Yeah. And maybe like, I don't know her history of books she's released, but maybe she hasn't had a Christmas book yet. And she thought this is the time to do it. Yeah. It was it was disappointing in the sense that it wasn't a Christmas read. Yeah. As much as it was a coming of age but weirdly not because they're 30 years old (laughs) story about a man who is obsessed with a woman yeah that he's spoken to once yeah and their attempt to reunite their parents yeah from the band the like punk rock 
esque band that they band yeah, yeah that they took place in i think it was really fun if you turn off all not critical thinking capacity but like plot based <laughs> capacity yeah. like if you just don't think about the fact that like maybe there's like a million plot holes here and there y- you can enjoy it I, yeah and i did yeah i will say i enjoyed it like i had fun reading it it just wasn't when you start thinking about it a little bit more deeply you're like why didn't they just do that uh, it's because it wouldn't it would have ruined the plot yeah. like <laughs> there was a lot and like i think i, I gave it a 3.75 because it it yeah there was a lot of interesting choices in it cute fun romance with some spice if that's your thing yeah not a holiday read which i've seen multiple reviews say similar things it's not it's not a holiday read yeah yeah and i mean to be fair like we did like a a little vote on what december read would be yeah and this was not the one that you were hoping for yeah but i mean but also we were both really excited to read some tessa bailey so like i feel like i would read another tessa bailey novel in the sense that like it was the perfect romance easy turn a little bit of your brain capacity off yeah yeah i just kind of read through the plot i i liked the characters i I will say that loved the main female i I will say yeah the main female character and the male love interest mother were really cool both of them the male love interest struck me as a little bit of a serial killer he could be a bit possessive for sure. I uh, he at one point drank like put his lips around her lip stains on a cup and that just was like I was like run girl. Yeah. Like run or or the part where he just intensely sniffed her pajama and shirt then without moan. her looking. <laughs> yeah. I there was you know questionable kind of cringy things just, but just real quick if you ever walk in on a guy and he's inhaling your shirt and moaning i just feel like that's not the situation you necessarily want to be likely a red flag yeah maybe not fully we'll give benefit of the doubt but you should be on edge yeah you should ask someone some questions you should send someone your location and say if i don't text in an hour send help yeah and your shirt might go missing yeah so be aware if it's your favorite shirt yeah you're like gone yeah other things might go missing too so just (laughs) that's uncomfy anyway so you read wreck the halls anything else oh i also read along the lines of stalker creepy men (laughs) bright young women jessica canal i think we thought it was pronounced null null okay the k is silent the k is silent (laughs) um honestly probably one of my favorite reads of the year so it's kind of it's a play on words how can i describe this book it's about Ted Bundy and like the women that were affected by Ted Bundy but it's like a true crime fiction novel and it's called Bright Young Women because the judge during his trial called Ted Bundy a bright young man. Oh good. So it's kind of a play on those words and it focuses on three timelines and two point of views. Right. So the one point of view is a woman who saw and they actually call him the defendant the whole time they don't even say his name i love that Uh, yeah like they give him like no like recognition at all yeah which i love and so anyways the defendant she sees him like leaving the house so it's like her opinion in that she's this like eyewitness and she's very adamant that like he's the one who committed these crimes right and then the her she also has like a present time point of view that relates to like a case that happened before 
the one she was involved in. Right. So she's like figuring all that out. And then we also see the point of view of one of the victims from the 70s. Both of them happen in the 70s. But so it's really interesting because it's like a very feminist read. Like you kind of see like that these women are like these strong, independent, like successful people. And they're Mm -hmm. not just described as like victims or like kind of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And like they really show how disgusting Ted was as a person mm-hmm. and not just like, oh man, you just made the wrong choice. Like you just, you know, you could have been d- doing something so well because like social media, well, there's no social media. Media yeah. at the time was very much like this attractive, successful man when in fact there was nothing successful about him. Yeah. And like it was just like, so it's very interesting concept i really liked yeah. how she took that like perspective i've never read like true crime before and i had nightmares for the first oh <laughs> few oh few uh <laughs> chapters oh no <laughs> which i was not expecting that's not what you want and, and like i guess it's not nightmares but it was definitely very like true crime yeah-esque like context to them yeah. Which I wasn't expecting because you are seeing it from their point of view. And I think like that like empathy and that like being in their mind kind of like got to you got to me. But so if you're like, OK, with that stuff, then I would definitely give it a read. It's definitely I was a little surprised that I had that reaction. Yeah. But overall, I'm really glad I read it and I actually gave it five stars. Oh, so fantastic. Yeah. What Anything else you read? That's it. What about you? Okay, so I had a very different reading, you know, a couple weeks. I never know what to call it, like reading binge. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. So I believe, I don't remember if I'd finished The Shadow Rising by the time we talked. Uh, that was the fourth Wheel of Time book. I don't think so. Yeah, so we, I, I have finished that. Again, like there's a whole podcast, Queens of Fantasy podcast that I have with my two fantastic friends, Taylor and Alex. And it's kind of a sister podcast to this one under the same kind of... We, we have some crossover is yes. what I'm trying to say. So there's going to be whole episodes dedicated. There's actually going to be four episodes dedicated to this one. So you'll hear lots of my thoughts there. I will say I gave it a three star. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. I I think Robert Jordan, just to say this, if you're thinking about reading The Wheel of Time, I would I would just say just expect a lot of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to get a lot of little icks and then some not so little icks and then mm. more little icks. And it's going to kind of just continue like that. What I will say is the last like two to three hundred pages of his books are really good and it kind of feels like you're being almost like gaslit into reading the next one because (laughs) you're kind of like you like I get so upset for the first bit and then you get to the end and you're like I can't wait to start the next one and then you start the next one you're like this is terrible why am I reading this (laughs) yeah so that's kind of been like the third and the fourth book I feel like kind of both felt a little bit like that the fourth one in particularly was quite bad like like I said in the beginning I would have dnf'd had it not been for the podcast so but then the last like 200 pages were amazing but it is it's a thousand thirty one pages so like that's a lot of pages to like yeah it's like 20 percent of the 20 percent of the book was fantastic (laughs) if i was writing just the end it would be like four and a half stars yeah but you can't just rate the end. So no. anyway, there's lots of podcasts. If you're interested in hearing more of my thoughts on The Wheel of Time, go check that out. I also read, we talked about this last time, whether I should read Clariel or Golden Hand first. I did read Clariel. I don't want to yeah. spoil anything. Yeah. 
But if you are at a similar situation where you're like, I don't know, like I just read a portion and I want to read Golden Hand because that continues Lyrael's story. No, no. Read Clarion. Yes. <laughs> it's 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 important. <laughs> I would actually also read Clarion and then Across the Wall. Okay. Which is a collection of short stories. Only the first one ties into the Old Kingdom, but it happens directly. Like it's right before the start of uh, Golden Hand. Okay. So there was some context there that would have been kind of nice to have going into reading Golden Hand. Mm -hmm. But I did read, yeah. So I give Clarella four. It was good in the sense that I really love the Old Kingdom. I think he was a little ambitious. Yeah. With what he was trying to do here. And this is the least interesting I've ever felt about any of his characters. The story was really cool. Her character was very flat, mm -hmm. I felt. And so I struggled with that because I. Like Sabriel and Lyriel as titular characters are so interesting and so fascinating and so complex and layered. And then Clariel was very flat. Yeah. So I feel like he kind of struggled to imagine her in a more complex way. So that was what held me up with, you know, really feeling like that one was good. Again, the ending was great. Like I loved how everything like pulled together. The plot was really fun, like and interesting. But I just, yeah. That was kind of my hold up with that one. Mm -hmm. I also read Golden Hand, as I said. I gave this one a 4.75. Mostly, like, I thought there was some little things here and there that could have been financed. I also felt there was, like, a moment where I was like, oh, my God. Somebody, like, this person is going to fall in love with this other person and I got totally like it just didn't happen and I was like that would have been so cool like I like the way it ended but that would have been so yeah. cool <laughs> so I I felt like I got a little bit caught up in that however it does explore like the north of the old kingdom oh, which you talk about a little bit in Clariel and then obviously a lot in this one it was really cool and you also see how like the edges of this world are imagined and it's really strange and I just love that he went there mm -hmm. so I thought that that was really fun and I really liked it and then I read Tercial and Eleanor also so these are all by Garthenix I'm not even saying that but these are all part of the old kingdom yep. retelling so Tercial and Eleanor is about Sabriel's parents I do think you could read this one before Sabriel like personally I'm gonna be a traditionalist in the sense that I'm like listen I read Sabriel first I liked yeah. that reading however there was something kind of there is something kind of cool about imagining reading it first I think if you did a reread, I almost might say read it first. Like if you know what happens in the series, it might be kind of a cool experience to read it first. It was really enjoyable. I There was like a lot more talk about sex in this one. Oh, interesting. Not detailed in any way, but very like open about right. sex. And I thought that was an interesting take for Garth Nix and kind of enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I, it was interesting. I liked reading that one. And then I read Across the Wall, which is obviously I would, if I was to read this series again, I would read it in between Clariel and Golden right. Hand. Was it released? Like, no. So Across the that? Wall is something that was released in like, like right after a portion. Okay. So before Clariel? Yeah. Okay. So, so which is interesting, mm -hmm. but it's like a whole bunch of short stories. And like I said, like not all of them take place in the Old Kingdom. Like it's just a book full of short stories. But the first one is about Nicholas Sayre after the events of a person. 
Okay. And before the events of Golden Hand. So it would be really cool to read that one going in. You don't have to read the rest of the book if you only care about the Old Kingdom. Like Mm -hmm. the rest are just short stories that he's included. So, I mean, I enjoyed this. I think... In terms of like a collection as a whole, I'm I'm going to give it a four. I like the across the wall story, mm-hmm. but there were other stories in there that like, I don't know, were kind of weird. And it's kind of weird the way this anthology is put together just because like it doesn't really connect. Right. Anyway, so that's kind of my thoughts there. And then right now I'm reading uh, To Hold the Bridge, which is another collection of short stories that take place in the Old Kingdom and beyond. So I've only read the first one. The first one was pretty good, but yeah. Yeah. Is and is that it for that's the it. old that's all of them world? That's all of them so far. Wow. Look at you. Look at me. And like it's been interesting because I really only remember Sabriel. Yeah. I know I've read across the wall. I didn't remember it mm-hmm. like barely at all. So that was really, really interesting for me. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like some of the the short stories that he has. I think they add good context. I kind of just wish they were all together in one book instead of split across two, just because that would make it easier to even like recommend them for people to read. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, read across the wall and read the first short story and then don't read any of the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just a little weird. Yeah, yeah. But I I really do enjoy it and. I have officially pitched this as like one of the books that we do for the Queens of Fantasy podcast or one of the series because I think it would be really fun to yeah. read it in a whole and analyze it. But yeah, I had I had a lot of fun doing that. So And so that was that's it then. You didn't yeah. read any other genres or books or anything? No, it was it was really just finishing you, out this series. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm determined to finish it before the the new year cuz I would like to I would like to just have this one off. Yeah. And I don't think I would ever reread the short story anthologies necessarily unless yeah. I like really wanted to. But they're not like the only one that's necessary is the one in Across the Wall. I'm curious if like they relate to any of his other books, the other short they stories. They might. They might. I know in Across the Wall, the nice thing about that anthology that I did really like is he included like uh, uh, an introduction to each short story. So like where it came from, why he wrote it. Mm hmm. He even talked about one which had he had changed quite a bit because he had some backlash because he had originally based it on he's Australian and he had originally based it off of Aboriginal mythology. And in working with people who are Aboriginal, he kind of came to understand how insensitive that was. And he wrote about how like he was kind of disappointed in himself, to be honest, that he didn't realize that that would have such an effect on that group of people. And then he added and that was like, an introduction from when he originally wrote the story. And then he added a 2021 addendum that was like, hey, like I kind of left this like, oh, I don't really know if this would ever be my story to tell. But if I did try to tell it in the future, I would like make it more clear and, you know, work with Aboriginal people to tell it correctly. And then he said, I I no longer feel that way. I feel that I would just not do it Mm -hmm. because it's not my story to tell. And I was like, I liked that because yeah. like you could see the growth there as yeah. like I've had time to think about this and I no longer stand by what I said. And I just really liked that. And a lot of the other stories, too, they just had nice context of, you know, this was, you know, this was a story that I never explored this world of again. And this is how I go about creating a world. So it was kind of interesting in that regard. Like it's a good book if you really like Garth and X. Right. If you really like the Old Kingdom you're going to read the first one and then kind of like drop out. Right. Yeah. So 
that's fair but it's cool like you might enjoy it if if we ever did a full reread or you did a full reread i would recommend maybe you do it but like i wouldn't pick these ones up necessarily again unless i was like looking for a specific story right yeah all right shall we get in to our year yes let's do it okay so we where do you want to start because i'm tempted personally maybe we should just start with some facts here Okay. So in 2023, so far. Yes. And I will say by the end of the year, I will have 75 books completed if it means that I don't go out on New Year's Eve. Like, <laughs> I I will be doing this. Yeah. I am at 72 books currently. You're almost there. Almost there. So, you know, I'm only two books off track, according to StoryGraph, which is very funny. That's like really good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously only three books away. I so far have read 30,000 206 pages just a small amount yeah the the wheel of time series really the wheel of time and brandon sanderson just really shot that number up yeah like you have like a 1500 page book that that number is going to be big (laughs) you're doing fine with the word count yeah (laughs) (laughs) how about you for books read in pages i read 42 books yay which is 210% of my goal. (laughs) Fantastic. So I started with 20 books because I really struggled last year. Yeah, we've talked about this where like you don't, I'm going to say it like this and I don't mean it as a slight, but like you don't handle the pressure of it very well. Mm -mm. You really sit there and you're like, I really wish (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a reading goal. Like once you hit that 20 mark, you like doubled it instantly. Yeah. I, I think it was like, yeah, I looked in on October and I was at like 25 books. And then a month later, I was at 35 You're, plus books. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Just you really happened. need the freedom for your brain to like yeah. let the reading happen. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why, because it's like I had 20 books and then it's not like I was... I don't feel like I was choosing. I might have felt like I had to choose books that I knew I was going to love or like yeah. had to have a purpose or something. So I really struggled with that. Whereas like You overthought it. Yeah, I overthought it. Whereas when I was done my reading goal, I was like, okay, I can just like read whatever I <laughs> feel like now, whatever I'm in the mood for. And I was like, I could have been doing that the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I will. Just, just, you know, just to point it out too, when you left my house after our last... Well, after our book club, yeah, which was about a week or so ago, you just said, can I just take a whole bunch of books? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, that's what it's here for. Yeah. But you took four yeah. for the Christmas break, which you were like, this is pushing it. But also like, who cares if I don't read them? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's so funny because January 1st hits and you're gonna be like, oh my God, I have to read 20 books. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I can't read any of these. What am <laughs> I like gonna do? somebody asks for a recommendation for a book i know alex like our good friend alex she always says like every like she's never read a book before like like (laughs) like when somebody asks for a specific book every single book you've ever read just floats away yeah you're like i have to read a book i don't know how to read yeah what What do you mean what's a book yeah i've heard of that (laughs) <laughs> so i had a pages goal of twenty two thousand five hundred. so i exceeded that by 134 percent so far nice we had other goals for ourselves well i did i had marissa's gonna read 50 books that she owns at the start of this year before the end of the year and guess who did not do that 
So I will say, I feel like this really got in my way in mm-hmm. the same way like you are saying, you know, like you had trouble picking out books. I had trouble starting books because I would feel in the mood to read something that wasn't on that list. And so I just wouldn't read. Yeah. And that was very interesting to me. I also learned something over the year, which was that more books than I realized that I owned at the start of the year, I actually don't have an interest in reading. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of made a decision that I'm going to clear out some books. I like that. Yeah. Because I I don't want to read them. Yeah. Like I had a whole year to read them and I didn't I didn't read them. I'm not going to get rid of all of them because some of them I just didn't read for whatever reason. But some of them definitely are like ones I don't want to pick up. And I, I feel like I'm going to set them free to a new home and we're going to we're going to just move on. Like, I don't really know why I have a Russell Brand autobiography, but I can tell you I'm <laughs> never going to read it. <laughs> so it's very niche. It's very it. niche. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, it's just not going to happen. So we're going to we're going to do that in lieu of that. I will say I did complete so far. I've read 21 books. So like I almost got halfway. That's pretty good. So that's okay. And once I finish To Hold the Bridge by Garth Nix, that will be 22. I also didn't count Lyrael and Abhorsen, although I probably could have because I really didn't remember them at all. And they were sitting on my unread list of yeah. own books i think it's can I, it counts so if we add those two yeah. in then we we're gonna have we're gonna pretty much hit the 25 so we got about 50 percent, and then we'll clear out some books so that's kind of a, a new thing and i'm gonna not learn anything you're gonna are you gonna have the same goal for i am next year? and i i think it's a little bit more fair this year because i've ordered so many books that i actually really am excited about reading yeah and So I'm going to print out a new list and we're going to go through it and I'm still going to try to hit that 50 book mark. I'm going to have a little bit less pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to really hit that one. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. But if it does, then like bonus stars for me kind of thing. And I think I'm going to up my reading goal. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, I think you can do it. I I think I can do it. I'm I'm torn between 85 or 90. I'm not going to go to 100 because I feel like that's extra pressure. Right. But 25, uh, 85 or 90... I'm tempted to go to 90 because it sounds better than 85. <laughs> I feel like 85 because you'll feel like way better when you reach 90. But that's just me. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would do. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take your advice. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make my reading goal. We'll talk about this again at the end. But I, I, I've decided 85. Okay. I like that. Do you have a reading goal in mind for next year? Or are you going to? I So I think I'm going to try 30 books. Okay. I think that that is achievable for me and like not overwhelming and also like going in with a new mindset of like just read whatever the heck I want like yeah will really help and then I'm keeping my page goal to 10,000 pages because I didn't mention it earlier but I I'm only just under 13,000 pages yeah so I know I'm gonna be really stressed and struggling with that if I you know do more than 10,000. So that's yeah. going to that's going to stay the same for me. So I'm going to do a 30,000 page goal. Okay. I like to keep this one a little bit more manageable because man oh man, like I I just I think this one's this one I'm always less stressed about cuz I'm always going to hit it. I'm going to put it at 30 and if I need to up it throughout the year I will. Mm-hmm. Again, my page's goal is almost always like it's so secondary I barely think about it. I really just make it to make it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But 30,000. So that would be 85 books at about 
350 pages each. Okay. And I'm definitely going to have some shorter than that. And I'm definitely going to have a yeah. couple longer. Well, so. especially with how many more books Like, I you could have. probably yeah. actually safely put it at 35. Maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just put it at 35,000. You know what? You do you. Well, because I have to read the entire rest of the, 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 wheel the Wheel of Time. time I think that'll they don't, like, definitely push you. They don't go under, like, I think the shortest one is, like, 700 pages. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so I think... I think I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna do thirty five thousand. And you know what? If we have to lower that one, which we probably won't, we will. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to our next sections of what we've read. So I had like much, like mostly adventurous Same. books. Same yeah. actually, yeah. What were your like top three moods then? So my top three were and I'm actually looking at last year's as well. Okay. Um, were the same. So I had adventurous. I had emotional and then I had dark. <laughs> that's 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 funny. I like that. I had, what do you have? I have adventurous, lighthearted, and dark. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of the like complete opposite. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I know it was like dark, lighthearted, dark, lighthearted, yeah. <laughs> like, back and like, forth. It's like over this one, let's go to. This we're gonna give ourselves one. nightmares and then we're gonna cure them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. My lowest one was hopeful oh i don't know what that <laughs> says about me poor you're just like nah i'm not feeling not feeling the hopeful books <laughs> mine were tied for relaxing and inspiring so clearly i didn't want to be inspired or relaxed <laughs> yeah informative and relaxing also now that i'm looking at it we're actually tied with hopeful okay so informative and relaxing Nope. You're like, nah. no, no, let's not have that this year. Let's have our dark reads let's instead. Let's be stressed out this whole time. So I will say the mysterious one bumped up this year. Ooh. It was, it was like my fifth one last year and it was my fourth one. Also, last year I only read nine books with it and I read 21 books with it. Oh, interesting. So I feel like that's you coming into play a little bit because um, I've been trying. Influence in you. Yeah. I like that. Okay, pacing. So the pacing of my books were majority, 71% actually medium paced. Okay. I had 15% fast paced and 14% slow. Hmm. I'm medium is my most at 55%. Okay. Fast was 36 with 15 books and then slow was four books with 10%. Dracula, of course, is in that. Angel Mage and oh, okay. Green Grass Running Water and then I'm Afraid of Men, which I'm kind of surprised that... I, I didn't consider that one slow pace, but yeah, I think, I guess, overall people must have. But yeah, so that those were my slowest reads, and I feel like I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Dracula, The Eye of the World, which I don't know if I would consider slow pace. I'm sure I marked it down as medium, but yeah. uh, The Awakening, I'm Afraid of Men, which I really don't agree with. Yeah. Because it's an 85-page book. <laughs> yeah. but And it was... I thought it was like really like an easier read like to get it, into yeah. yeah everyone knows your mother is a witch okay the tenant of wildfell hall which uh it's on and bronte like it's absolutely slow paced mm -hmm. uh, the sound of the fury was real slow paced that one was challenging <laughs> i also have clariel and golden hand as slow paced that is a lie <laughs> you just like, clariel i could give you? yeah golden hand literally starts hot yeah like, it starts with someone lying, like, dead. <laughs> like, it's, like, not slow-paced at all. I wonder, like, how they... Like, yeah. I get those, like, classic literature ones, but, like, 
Yeah, some of them, I guess it's all like reader dependent, but yeah, it just, it's very, it's very subjective. Yeah. Okay, so page number. So this one I had the most was between 300 and 300 and 499 pages. I said this a couple times, I think, on the pod, but I had I had several books that were like 497 pages, and it just made me a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah, like three extra Just because pages. the 500 mark was right there. Yeah. But also, when I like read Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson, I was like, this needs to be a whole other category. Like, this is not in the same pacing as like, you know, The Daughter of the Moon Goddess, which is like 550 pages or something. Yeah. It needs to be its own category because it's 1,500 pages. Like, it is yeah. It is solidly three 500-page books. do like another, like maybe do 500 to 799. And even like even like 500 plus. to like a thousand yeah and then a thousand plus yeah like i would love that yeah. i should you know what i pay for storygraph yeah you should have I your should, own i should <laughs> i they actually will take suggestions from oh, like there's a place for me you should do it i should i should suggest that because i would love to see that anyway i had 25 percent sorry i had 300 the 300 to 499 was 51 percent 500 plus pages was 25 percent and under 300 was my lowest with 24%. Okay, I feel like that that tracks for yeah. you. Know, my under 300 and 300 to 499 were like almost exact. The 300 499 is 45% with 19 books and less than 300 was 20 books. Mhm. And then my 500 plus was just a little 7% which Again, Dracula, Ninth House, Angel Mage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read a lot of graphic novels and stuff this year. Yeah. So that definitely plays out. And I'm like not upset. Usually I'd be like, oh, less than 300 books. Like like less than 300 pages, you mean? Or, yeah, less than 300 books? How dare you read less than 300 <laughs> books? Megan, come on. You do better than that. Less than 300 pages. Yeah. Just... In the past, it'd be like, that's kind of, you know, you know judging I, myself. Yeah, but I, it doesn't really matter. So, like, no. also the ones that I read that are less than 300 pages, which I sent one with you, which is a memoir. Yeah. I always find those are the ones that, like, make me think more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the 500 plus ones are all plot. Yeah. Like, I'm not necessarily th- sitting there thinking about, like, the meaning of life afterwards. I'm like, oh, that was fascinating or that was too slow or whatever yeah whereas like i read a lot of poetry and like yeah it's like 85 pages but it's 85 pages of like talking about the deep stuff yeah i feel like a teenage the deep stuff (laughs) but like you know life death like what it means to be alive like what it means to be human what Mm -hmm. it means to make art all those things like yeah I feel like you can't really judge it too much from there. I know. But it's just, it's like a personal. It's a personal thing. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Which I'm happy that I did read a lot of those shorter books because then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I still, I feel like I accomplished a lot. All right. Fiction and nonfiction read. So this is mostly fiction. I, I'm sure it's going to be mostly fiction for you as well. Yes. It is 90% fiction, which is actually down from last year. I had 96 last year. Oh. And my nonfiction percentage went up from 4% to 10. Like, what is your nonfiction? Like, mostly poetry and stuff? There's a lot of poetry. So we have Tao Te Ching by Laozi, which was is like philosophy. Mm-hmm. I'm Afraid of Men, which was a memoir. Nothing Will Save Your Life, 
Letters in a Bruised Cosmos. I hope this finds you well. Paint Me Like I Am. And Love is a Very Long Word, which is which were all poetry books. Okay. So mostly poetry when it goes into nonfiction, usually for me. I also know like I've looked at it before and I know a couple of the poetry books have been classified under fiction because oh, I read more okay. poetry than that this yeah. year. So sometimes it's kind of hit or miss. So this right. is not exact either. Right. I read 14% nonfiction. So Oh, six. nice. Honestly, like not as much as I was thinking I would read. Yeah. But I mean, I think that might be one of my goals just to like maybe up that a little bit. Yeah. Like I do have a few on my to be read that I've been wanting to read for a while. So I'm like, I think I'm going to maybe just add that on the side. But I kind of like read a bunch of different ones. Memoirs, graphic novel memoir, a psychology and like a business economic book. So I was all yeah, over. You were all over. You were like, let me expand my mind. Yeah. And my imagination. <laughs> and and like that's another thing is like I struggle with. I don't know if you do. But when I read like like there's a lot of like interesting like kind of sciencey books like yeah that well, i want to read well my thing is mostly like i mean i'm a i'm a humanities major mm-hmm. so like i have a lot of the humanities books and in particular like i have hood feminism that i've wanted to read for a while but like to sit down and go through that is it's not a light task yeah and also like I have a book of etymology that I've always wanted to finish, but like every time I try to start it, I just like, I'm like, ah, let's go read something <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> well, and I think- yeah. And it's like, I really want to read yeah. them, but then I get like caught up in how long it's going to take to read or. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. Like I know that I want to like focus my time and my brain like on it to like actually get the concept of it. Yeah. Without. Because normally I can read one or two books at the same time and be like, hey, I can pause from this and move on to this other book for now. Yeah. But when I read like a nonfiction that's like trying to teach me something, I just I just feel like, oh, I need more time. It's going to take a month or whatever. Yeah. I and also like- I feel like I need to give myself more of the, OK, let's like let's read our fantasy book and then on the side yeah like do a chapter a day or like actually just like schedule it yeah maybe that'll be a goal for both of us is yeah. to just just like schedule non-fiction time almost right like schedule that you always have a non-fiction book on the go yeah and and it, like like something that you're interested in learning about because yeah. like i like to read memoirs and stuff but like i'm always like oh, i want to read like the next fun book and not that like these other nonfiction books are different. Fun. It's, it's serving a different purpose. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just like more of like a and I don't want to say homework because that makes it sound like it's tedious, but it's not it's but it's, it is. It's like an interest that I want to explore more and I need to think of it as that. Like it's instead it's a hobby of, instead like instead of like learning. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so let's go on to our genres. I feel like I can safely say that your top <laughs> genre, just like mine, is fantasy. Yes. So I have 44 books that were fantasy. Ooh, mine was 15, which is like, I read 42 books. So I don't, that's maths. <laughs> so you were 35, 36% right. fantasy and I was 61. <laughs> it's a little different. I guess when you have a Queens of Fantasy podcast, you are literally, really, that is, yeah, yeah, that's your genre for sure. I also, so my second and third well, there's a tie for second, rather. So I have young adult and romance tied at okay. 18 each. I So my second one is LGBTQIA plus oh. at 13. Oh, and you know what? I'm, young upset. Adult was I'm 11. upset that like mine 
was not that. I, I have classics at seven. Okay. And then I have like a four-way tie for, <laughs> for what, fourth year? Poetry, mystery, literary, and historical all came in at six. Mm-hmm. LGBTQIA plus was five and contemporary was five. So this is actually starkly different from last year. Not in the top, like the top three have stayed the same, but everything else in the middle has has switched around. Okay. Well, LGBTQIA kind of stayed about the same. Mm-hmm. Classics like flipped and contemporary flipped. Like they traded right. spots. So I feel like my LGBTQIA is a little bit higher than expected just because i read paper girls and they were like per volume versus like if it was like the whole collection it definitely would have been significantly less but i just want to point out like your genres are like reasonable and i really said i don't discriminate against genres like (laughs) i i don't even know how many genres that is probably 20 plus so Yeah. yeah like i have let's see some random ones that i didn't think would be on here A middle grade because we read Percy Jackson and I think that was the only one. Oh, and that's interesting because I had read it the year before. Yeah. So So it didn't come back up. Yeah. Yeah. I had that. And then what else? I read a couple classics. We have some like like psychology, speculative fiction, health, self-help, economics, erotica for the first time. Erotica. (laughs) So I'm just like all over the place, which I was like kind of happy. I was like, look at me. This was like my goal last year. This was your goal last year. And (laughs) you need to not make things your goal to make them happen. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) So proud of that. Okay, let's go into format. Okay. So I am 83% print and 17% digital. So that meant I read 12 books that were were digital. Okay. Yeah, ebooks and 60 that were print. What doesn't show up here is that I read about half of Dracula via audiobook, mm-hmm. but because I finished it in print, it counted the print one. Right. I have 69% is print, 26% digital and 5% audio. I read mm. two audiobooks, which was Dracula and one of my psychology books that mm-hmm. I read. Okay. Okay. So now we have most read authors. And I will say last year, I picked authors and I stuck with them. There is like, <laughs> there is like what, 10 authors that showed up on the list last year and there was four this year. <laughs> so I have Garth Nix. I think that's pretty self-explanatory once you read a series, yeah. like it's going to come back up. So Garth Nix came in at seven books. This will be eight before the year ends because I will have finished To Hold the Bridge. Right. Brandon Sanderson, I have at four. I think that's also like pretty self-explanatory. Laura Thalissa just came out, like just came out of nowhere, the underdog. (laughs) She said, I'm going to write the Four Horsemen series and you're (laughs) going to devour this (laughs) in less than 48 hours. And I said, great. Thank you, Laura. Cool. So that one came up there and she's actually tied at four books with Robert Jordan. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. I mine again a little bit skewed. I have Brian K. Vaughn, the Paper Girls yes, yeah. writer at six. And then my next four all tied at two, which is Kirsten White, and she was author of Hyde and Mr. Magic. So my like mm-hmm. little horror genre yeah leah bardugo oh okay yeah and then seal herman and amanda foodie they were co-authors of all of us villains so i read both of those that the duology so they kind of tied which you know fair they both deserve to be on there and yeah like you know what at the beginning 
of the year, I was definitely noticing my trend of not reading the same author. So I'm surprised yeah, I actually, even have that. So up until, yeah, for a lot of the year, the only person on this list was Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. With like two books. <laughs> and so I was actually fairly proud that I was reading a lot of different authors. I think it can go either way, but I, I was... I was happy to see that I didn't just get stuck in certain authors. I was yeah. experimenting with a lot of authors. And, and you I found a bunch of new ones. I found a bunch of new ones that I'm I'm big fans of. Yeah. So I think that that's great. Like, I'm actually pretty proud that this list is a little bit shorter. And it, I don't think it's a bad thing that, you know, yeah. there's a couple. But yeah. Anyway, I'm very happy with that. All right. So our average ratings. I know you might not have a lot of data here. Yeah. So I will say by the end of the year... My other goal is to have all my books reviewed. Okay. So, and I, I'm going to put an addendum on this that unless I read one on like New Year's Eve, maybe that one won't be like fully reviewed, mm -hmm. but I'll at least have the star rating in. But right now my average rating of all, I think I have 64 reviews up out of my 72 books, which is pretty good. 4.01 stars. That's like yeah. higher than i thought it would be to be yeah honest. to be honest i i was a little bit worried there i have my lowest one is 2.75 and i actually have three books in that category mm -hmm. and i have three books at five stars so that's it ranges in between there okay that's not bad minus 4.2 stars yeah with okay. majority being four stars yeah and then i got one 3.0 star <laughs> and three five star Nice. So, and I, you know what? I'm clicking on the three star. I think. So, actually, yeah, here I would like to go in to see what they were. Do the lowest and the highest. Okay. So, my lowest, no surprise, is A Bite Full of Death by S.J. Stewart. <laughs> yes. Wasn't for me, wasn't <laughs> the vibe that I wanted, but I read it for our podcast. I did it for you guys out there. <laughs> I, did I did it, it for you. I did it for you. <laughs> So yeah, that was that like dark erotica, yeah, succubus whatever thing that I read. Yeah. What about you? What were your lowest? So my lowest again. I said I had three. So two point seven five stars. I had Neon Gods by Katie Robert, mm -hmm. which was just man. I will read. You tell me it's Hades and Persephone. It's on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Like I will read it. I will try it. This didn't feel like Katie's and Persephone. It felt like Katie Robert wrote a mafia romance and then wanted to sell it at an angle. Right. Or decided that she wanted to write about the Greek gods and then changed the names. And I just I I was uncomfy. I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was weird. Yeah. There was some cool elements of the worlds, but yeah, like mostly, you know, Plot, 2.75. Characters, 2.75. <laughs> Writing, 3.25. I think Katie Robert writes okay, yep. but not great. And my post-reading rating was two stars, and I wrote, meh, I feel more confused why I kept reading, which is maybe <laughs> not the quality you're looking for yeah i also you know i i did say if you're looking for spicy sex scenes fantasy erotica and spice over plot like it's not a bad book if you're looking for that i myself was not mm -hmm. <laughs> so i did not enjoy it as much i still would read katie robert like i that didn't ruin her for me but I definitely, it wasn't my favorite. I also have, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to go to Devil in Winter, Kay. which 
I was just looking for light reads. I'm pretty sure I was actually looking to not be so far behind in my reading goal either. And I was looking for some faster reads. And I really wanted a marriage of convenience. So I literally Googled marriage of convenience best book. And this one came up and was it, <laughs> was it the best book? So I said, you know, the writing was serviceable. So I gave it a three. The characters were a 2.75. Mm-hmm. And the plot was a 2.75. They, the, the, it started strong and then it just kind of became more and more strained. And I was just <laughs> kind of was like, I'm having a little bit of fun, but then she'd put in a detail and I'd be like, why did you do that? Now I'm not having fun anymore. You know, yeah. like we could have just, we could have just not had that. And then we could have, yeah, we could have just, we could have just not had that. And then we could have just had fun. Yep. I did give it a post-reading rating of 3.75, though I said it was fun, if not (laughs) well-written. So if you're looking, and I I said if someone's looking for a bodice-ripping romance novel, like it served that purpose. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of had an interesting plot. And if you don't think about it too hard, then maybe you would enjoy it a little bit more. But yeah, it was just like not my fave. And then we have, and I know this is, this one's well loved. <laughs> yeah. This one is not. I, I'm definitely in the lower end of the spectrum here. So Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey, which I have found out James S.A. Corey is actually two authors, I guess. Oh, okay. I haven't looked into it a lot, mm-hmm. but the last time I read that. So if I'm thinking of a different series, I apologize. If not, I'm just going to say that they wrote it with, you know, little skill. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i gave it a 2.75 in the writing i also read it directly after i had read three sanderson books which i gave five stars to the first one 4.75 to the second one and five stars to the third one i'm pretty sure yeah so it was up against it a was, lot there. it was mm-hmm. it was up against you know it was david and goliath <laughs> except david just passed out instead of throwing the rock like it David just said, no, thank you. (laughs) So I also just like, (laughs) I'm just going to read my section of this review because I think it's really funny. I read this after a Sanderson kick. So maybe I'm comparing apples to oranges. But if Sanderson is apples, these are tiny moldy oranges left at the bottom of my lunch kit as a child. (laughs) (laughs) So the first section of this novel, despite having the highest stakes possible, was hard to care about or believe in. And then you're met with a slog of exposition, telling and not showing, telling and not showing, and more telling and not showing. To the point that I felt exhausted. And while I know one of the heights of sci-fi for some people revolves around its explanation of science in the world, I couldn't get over the over-explanation of every little piece of technology. Also, for a book about outer space, I really had to hear a lot about these two men's balls. <laughs> what? I'm not joking. <laughs> I Maybe it was supposed to be funny. And I just, I wasn't in on the You're joke. Like, this isn't a funny joke Yeah. 2.75 for the characters. It was so misogynistic. Mm. There were so few female characters that stood out. They were accessories to men, ready to make them look good, ready to be set down when the moment wasn't right, and ready to be picked back up and adorn to like adorn the men at the end of the book. Also, the entire plot focuses around a dead woman who one of the men is fantasizing about. Oh no. Despite her being like 18 years old. Oh. And he's no. like in his 40s. Mm-mm. And he's like convinced himself he's in love with her and like it's very uncomfortable i don't like that 
No, it was really uncomfy. I gave the plot a three. And again, I'm going to read the beginning because, man, I am funny sometimes. Did I enjoy the parts of this plot dedicated to being sexist? Not particularly. Do I have to hand it to the authors for making a story I couldn't quite predict? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it was very unpredictable. Like, I never really knew what was going to happen. And if you're looking for that, like, it would be a fun read for you. However, it was usually in those moments that they resorted to sexist tropes, unnecessary exposition, and or the defilement of a woman's body. I don't like that. I said that already, but I don't like that. (laughs) Is there something interesting happening in this book? Most certainly. I'm just not certain I would recommend it solely based on that. Yeah. I said anyone who really loves sci-fi and is embarked by a little sexism and misogyny or a lot of sexism and misogyny can definitely take this on. I gave it a three for the post-reading rating. Like I wanted so much more from it. And also after I read it so much less, like I needed to hear less at the end of it. (laughs) And it came in at a 2.75, which I think is a little bit of a hot take, but it is extremely misogynistic. And I think... I mean, if anyone's listening to the podcast and they really like this book, that's totally fine. It was just reading it as a woman definitely had a different experience. And I was a little bit sad because I was actually very excited because I knew it was a series Mm -hmm. and I was hoping it was going to be like my sci-fi series that I was just going to get really into. And if it had just been the over-explanation of technology, like I really could have moved on from that. But like having a naked woman have like, like it was like body horror-esque. She was found in a bathtub with like, I think it was like wires and stuff growing out of her. And it was like almost kind of sexualized. And Mm. the guy who finds her in the moment is like so sad because like that's the woman he's been pining after. And I'm like, she's dead. Like, maybe take your weird obsession with her and just bank that for a second and deal with it later. Like, yeah. Okay. I just think for such cool imaginations, if they weren't relying solely on sexism to keep their plot advancing, I think they could write some really cool books. Interesting. So those were my worst reads. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. The one that stands out the most was Leviathan Wakes. Yeah. Like the other two, I, I don't think I was necessarily going into. I was expecting them to maybe not be good. Mm-hmm. because there is when you have romance and you have that like erotica bodice ripping tropes like you do have there is a sense that there might have been less editing mm-hmm. you know they're they're putting out a large number of like books a year they aren't always finessing each little one and so like i think i wasn't necessarily necessarily expecting them to be good and i was still like disappointed but i wasn't surprised Mm -hmm. but leviathan wakes i i legitimately was like this is gonna be such a good book and it wasn't yeah yeah i think that was one of my most surprising reads of the year interesting how much i hated that book (laughs) i yeah no i i appreciate it because i know i won't ever read it yeah (laughs) yeah i saved you the hassle yeah not that i it was even on my radar but yeah, but if I had come out of that and I said, this is such a good sci-fi book, like you have to get over a little bit of the like sci-fi-ness, like yeah. you don't like the explanation of technology the same way I don't like it's not really like that's not why you would be reading it Mm -hmm. but the space exploration was really cool and like you know like it was really well written and it had a really good plot and really interesting Mm -hmm. characters like i could see you have borrowing it yeah don't waste your time thank you appreciate Mm -hmm. it all right what about your five star reads so five star reads started off the year with ninth house leah bardugo which was one of our book book club books yes thanks to alex and yeah, honestly, like it was a book on that I've been wanting to read 
Mm -hmm. but just never got around to it and I think I was like pleasantly surprised at like the overall vibes of it like it was just like hitting it at the time that I needed yeah, to you were read like, it. It is just quenching the thirst. Yeah, it was just what I needed at that moment. And yeah. I had such a, like, I and really enjoyed it. Like, there are some stuff that we discussed in it that we didn't love. But I think, like, overall, at the end of the book, I was like, I really enjoyed myself. And that's yeah. kind of what I based it on. So, yeah, we had a really good discussion about that book. Mm -hmm. I think I want to say I gave it like 4.5, 4.25 or something. Mm -hmm. I could check. I have it all right yeah, in front of me. Yeah, I guess you could just put that in the search parlor real quick. I gave it 4.5. And you know what? The things that I didn't like, I know. And this is why I'm always like, I mean, you can. This is where it's so subjective. And, you know, if you like a book with a certain thing in it and it's like the reason I didn't give it a five stars is yeah like i get that like even if it's like the misogyny like if you're like ah oh, i just kind of overlook it because the rest of it is so enjoyable i feel like that kind of happened with this one for you you were like yeah that was a little bit odd yeah but i enjoyed it so much that it doesn't matter yeah yeah um or you know i'm enjoying it in spite of that or despite yeah that that happened i i did really enjoy it i haven't read the second one yet which is something that's definitely on my list yeah, I ended up reading the second one and I didn't give it five stars, but I still really enjoyed it. It's like, hard. It's hard to like yeah, keep up the It's like that was level. just, it just felt it right. It just hit right. It was the right moment. My next five star read, Dancing at the Pity Party, Tyler yes. Fetter, which is a memoir about um their dead mother. And honestly, again, like I think it was just like more of like a personal read and like more of a relatable, like validating read for me that I was like, and I just like, I don't know, to put something that like personal on a piece of paper and put it out in the world. I'm like, to be that vulnerable. Yeah. Like, bravo. Like, I just like really respected mm -hmm. everything about it. Yeah. I love that. So that was one. And then Bright Young Women, which. Obviously, I talked about at the beginning. Yeah, we, yeah, I did do like a little review on that one. So, I mean. <laughs> you know what? Everyone should go check that out yeah. too. We <laughs> link our story graph accounts in the description of this podcast if you're interested. But Megan doesn't write reviews a no. lot. Like she does the the number but she doesn't write anything. No. So the fact that you wrote something is and, like, fantastic. I was, it was all... It was all Coming straight from the heart. Right from the heart. Uh, I mean, I'll read the last little bit because yeah, go for it. It's like it's like. Anyways, I hope I got it across that this was truly a fab book. Maybe I overhyped it, but if you ever looked at this book and thought you'd like to read it, here's your sign to just do it. But don't come at me if you hate it because I will not listen. <laughs> I will. I will not. I will be not here. listen to you. And then little laughing face. Yeah, <laughs> I love that for you. Okay, what are your five stars? Okay, so I have I'm afraid of men by Vivek Shreya. So this was a memoir. It deals a lot with gender, feminism, LGBTQIA. I know you read it as well. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. think it was so... It was one of those books where I finished it and I kind of didn't know what to give it because it was so personal and so vulnerable. Yeah. And then I just kind of sat there and I was like, "What did there? was there anything I wished was different or more explained or anything? I, I just didn't. Like, I couldn't think of anything that... Even like a small critique. And I was like... Okay, so it's five stars. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're looking for that kind of read where you're kind of having more of a challenging read, you are, you know, thinking more critically about gender and all of that. I think it's a great read. I will admit I did pick it up because of the title. 
because it's I'm afraid of men and the the book itself is really beautiful. Yeah. It's like hot pink and mm. and then you know on the back it says actually men are afraid of me. Mm. Which I just love that detail. Like I just yeah. liked that switch. Anyway, I do highly recommend that read if you're into that sort of read. Obviously that's not for everyone. Then I have Brandon Sanderson, The Way of Kings. This was like I can't even tell you how much I loved this book. I I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. It was like decadent. I felt like I didn't know I had been starving mm-hmm. when I read this book. I think part of the reason I really didn't jive with Leviathan Wakes is due to the fact that I had literally just finished <laughs> a little Sanderson spree and it pointed out everything that was wrong mm-hmm. with the writing because I really think Sanderson is really good, like really fantastic at creating worlds and explaining them in ways that like complicated worlds that should be hard to explain and he's doing them very well so yeah i just love that one i also have i haven't put it in story graph but i realize i have rated technically i just haven't done my write-up for the second one which was words of radiance this one was split into two parts for me because i have a special edition of the book and the first part got a 4.75 Mm-hmm. just there was something a little bit off about the pacing probably because it was split in two but the second one was five stars as well and kind of all the same things go there yeah. and then i have sabriel which full disclaimer i put it in my review i am incapable <laughs> of reviewing sabriel without bias i legitimately think it's a good book yeah Like, I don't think I'm being biased, but I am aware that this has a very, very brilliantly nostalgic emotion for me. And to attempt, like, to even say that I can attempt to remove that is very inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Unless it had been, like, a glaring flaw, I did not see it. And I would have probably willfully ignored it. However, I do think it really stands up. And I just, it's just so good. It fills me with such joy. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it in years. Five stars, though. Still five five stars. stars. (laughs) Like, guaranteed. Like, I would have to reread it and find something quite drastic for it to not be five stars. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I know we've kind of talked about our highs and our lows here. And that was something I definitely wanted to get out. But was there any book that stood out on your list of your, what, 40-some? 42. I, I feel like I have to personally, just while you're looking, I have to give a personal shout out again to the Four Horsemen series. <laughs> okay. I don't think they're particularly life-changing, mm-hmm. but the fact that I read, oh, I don't know, an odd 2,000 pages in two days mm-hmm. was completely unhinged. <laughs> And also, I feel like speaks to how compelling the story became. Mm -hmm. I really think I thought I knew how it was going to go. And I I did and I didn't at the same time. So it was just enough of what I was expecting that it didn't feel too jarring, but not fully. Yeah. So that I still felt a little bit surprised. And yeah, I feel like I have to give a shout out to that because that was a whirlwind. I like that. Okay, so my... One book I want to highlight is A Room with a View by E.M. Forster. Okay. Which, like, proud of myself for picking up a little little classic action there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I was just surprised at how much I actually, like, enjoyed it and, like, wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wasn't just forcing myself to read it to, like, finish it in an appropriate amount of time. And, like, yeah. it had, like, one of my 
favorite lines out of all the books this year and that was he's like swimming in a little lake and he's like apashoo 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 (laughs) or something like that and I just died laughing and then there's like another something about like polywags in your tummy or like it was just like a cute funny I love like old school language that just like made me laugh out loud and so like I was just like pleasantly surprised by that one and I'm like I'm really glad that I read that one. Do you have any other? I ones? have I have a, I have a couple I wanted to mention. So City of Nightmares by Rebecca Schaefer. So this one I actually only gave three point seven five stars. Mm-hmm. I think it had a little bit of a debut author issue, more of the sense that like it wasn't fully polished. But the imagination yeah. that goes into taking like imagining a world like that and like a story like that, I I. I really wanted to commend Rebecca Schaefer and she's definitely somebody on my list now that I will be watching for. Okay. Because I think she has really cool ideas mm-hmm. and I hope she really grows in the like writing to meet those ideas. But I mean, I know I, I would probably be entertained. So she was kind of one author I had that I was really, I was surprised that I, when I thought about it critically, I rated it lower than I I felt like I enjoyed it right but I also like it still stood with me so I just want to like give a shout out to that one also Shanghai Immortal I just again another book where I picked it up and I I kind of thought I I knew a little bit of the direction and then she just kept throwing things at me (laughs) and I was like cool this is random and amazing and I love every detail that you've added into this I think it had a pacing problem at the end, personally, but yeah. I think it was fully enjoyable. That one was one that I gave 4.5 stars. And then I just want to give a little, little, little shout out to, you know, a book club read that Yay. we had, which is the Invisible Library series by Jennifer uh, B. Cogman. Yeah. And I loved it. Again, it was another book where I was like, alligators with lasers on their head. Cool. <laughs> There's Zeppelins. There's like essentially Sherlock Holmes. Yep. We've got magic. We've got dragons. We've got pretty much every element. Like it's like steampunk-esque world, but also like high fantasy level. Like there's the fae, there's vampires, like just everything was in it. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Like I just really, I had to hand it to Genevieve Cogman and Shout out to our listener, Jenny, who recommended this book series not once. Yeah. Not twice, <laughs> but several times to us. And, you know, once we actually listened and read it, I it was one of the fastest ordering of the whole series I've ever yes. done. I did manage to take a breather and ask Jenny whether the rest of the series was worth it, which I was extremely grateful I actually thought to do before I just straight up ordered yeah. it. But I did end up ordering the rest of the seven books because I believe it's an eight book series. I haven't read them yet, but my goodness, like it's so addicting right off the hop there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I'm going to wait till you read it to yeah, it's let me one, know if it's, I should read it. It's definitely like, it's definitely a commitment. Yeah. So yeah. So we need I, to I have a feeling you're just going to borrow them immediately after I'm done. But yeah, probably we can always. And that's like a book, like I really enjoyed it, but I know it's like a, I need to be Again, mood reader here. Need to be in the mood and I'll just finish that whole thing. Yeah. And it does require that extra level of like attention because there's so much going on. Yeah, for sure. I just think if you can take all those elements and make it work 
and make me enjoy the read like you've done something amazing as an author and I you have my respect if nothing else yeah so I definitely wanted to shout out that one I like I don't know there's so many there's so I many I know I'm know. looking I'm looking through my list and I'm like there's so many I want to shout how do out. I how do I pick I want to shout out okay I'll shout out two more and then I feel like you know just look at the story graph if you want to yes. know more paper girls gonna shout it out because didn't think I would really love it yeah it took me like two years to pick it up after purchasing it yeah and I think it was just like just such an interesting concept and like after every volume I was like what's happening next like I was literally waiting weeks for the library to get the next volume in and like excited when it came in like I was yeah just that's like, great so I loved it beautiful artwork all the things yeah and then the last one is Mr. Magic by Kirsten White it's just like something so different from what I've read mm-hmm. and very again like that nostalgic feeling because it's yeah. like this is like my childhood I feel like I'm yeah. reading but like creepy and she has like a really beautiful like dedication at the beginning and I can't remember exact words because I don't have the book in front of me but it basically is along the lines of like for all those who've asked what it's like on the outside and she comes from a religious background that she actually left that religion oh. so the books kind of has that kind of weaved into it mm-hmm. and you read the book and you're like go back to that dedication you're like oh that's what she was meaning and that's what she's yeah, talking about okay cool and like you read like the acknowledgments and stuff and you're like wow okay i'm gonna go cry now <laughs> brb yeah but like a very interesting book for sure okay so i want to give I just want to mention a couple authors that climbed up my list this year. So Chloe Gong. Mm -hmm. I was already aware that I liked Chloe Gong because I did really love these Violent Delights. Yep. And that series. However, I read Immortal Longings, which is not part of the these Violent Delight series. And oh, it's cool. I just <laughs> I just thought it was so cool. I think she does such fascinating things with her characters and working off of Shakespearean plays as mm-hmm. the base, mm-hmm. but making them almost like recognizable if you've read the play, but unrecognizable if you haven't, I would say. And I really, I really did enjoy that. And she's quickly climbed up my list as like one of my favorite authors. Right. And that one kind of cemented it. So, I mean, we'll see where it takes me when I read more of her books. Maybe that's not indicative of all of her books. Maybe those are just like the best three. But she's definitely someone I I trust to read. Yeah. Hannah Whitten wrote The Foxglove King, which I thought was just such an interesting book. And she's now also one that I've definitely been like very aware of. And I've ordered a couple of her other books mm-hmm. because I, I really think, if nothing else, she's going to do something very cool right. with them. And Brandon Sanderson, I mean, I've said this before mm-hmm. once and I'll say it again, but I, I do think he's a very good writer and I do enjoy reading his worlds. And so, you know, I made a joke at the end of one of my reviews, like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> but yeah. that is kind of how I feel about Brandon Sanderson. And I think if you like fantasy, high fantasy and you haven't read him, I would definitely recommend giving him a try. Okay. For me, I think because I was so like all over the place with authors. Yeah. There wasn't one that I was like, oh, I need to get more of these. Like, because I've just, I'm, I don't know, like I'm more reading for the plot, the plot than like, hey, what 
is this author like providing and what's their thing? I mean, Brian K. Vaughn, I think he might be a go-to if I want to read another graphic novel. Yeah, that's how I felt after I read Brian Lee O'Malley. Yeah. Like I just kind of, you know, I would pick up another one. Yeah. Even though I may not like, well, that's not true. I do seek them out. But at first it was more of like, even if I didn't seek him out, if I saw his name on it, it would be like a stamp of approval. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of how I will be going forward. But yeah, other than that, I'm just going to keep looking for new authors and checking them all out, whatever looks interesting. All right. Okay, so if there's nothing else you want to talk about, I mean, I know you want to talk about, but if there's nothing else pressing that you want to mention with our recap of the year, we'll go over our New Year's resolutions one more time. All right. Okay, what did I say an hour ago? Uh, 30, 30 bucks. <laughs> so 30 bucks. Keep 10,000 words. Yep, keep, or 10,000 10, words. 10,000 yeah, pages. Pages. Just going to not stress about what I'm reading next. Yeah. I actually think every time you get stressed, you should take a book off. True. That's a good point. Then I'll be feel, feel like a like I'm giving up. I don't know. I'm gonna get my head in about it, but we'll tr- we'll try. We'll okay, see. maybe not. If it, if it's gonna not help, <laughs> but if maybe if you're like halfway through the year or like a quarter way or somewhere well into the year and you're stressed, I think you should just knock it down. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll keep that op- in my mind. Yeah, and if I forget, you remind me. Yeah, because I actually. It's if you want to justify it a little bit more, it's like a punishment. True. <laughs> it is. It's like a consequence more like, right? Yeah. So it's like if I do stress, then I have to knock it down because yeah. I'm not allowed to stress. Yeah, that's true. I could look at it like that. I like that. Okay. And then the nonfiction. Yeah. True. I actually, I think that that's a good goal for both of us is yeah. to just maybe like less stress around them too and mm-hmm. more like scheduled time because they're more to our interests. Yeah, like it's okay to read them and not feel like you need to read all the latest fantasy books. But it's also like okay to read them and like read one chapter at a time and then put it down for like a week. You don't have to finish it in one go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's my problem is I'm like, do I want to read this for like a week straight? And it's like, or you could read a chapter every couple days. Yeah. And then read books in between that. Yeah. I like that for us yeah i would like to up that i don't really want to put a number on the nonfiction books but if i could no. up the percentage mm-hmm. even if it's just by like one percent yeah next year i think i would be really happy with that okay so for me i said 85 books i said thirty-five thousand pages mm-hmm. which is so not stressful i might even no we'll just leave it it's fine like i said i don't really stress about the page one yeah because i almost always exceed it anyway i do want to do the 50 books again this actually takes up and it takes down the percentage which is kind of nice yeah but i would like to read 50 books that i already owned and i think it's gonna be a lot easier this year because i spent a whole year getting three books a month from my book boxes and i do actually (laughs) really want to read a lot of them yeah not to mention the million books i got from book outlet just just that are sitting in stacks that you can see yeah but I would, I would like to read 85. I would like to read more, actually. But we're going to start at 85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good. And some more nonfiction. So I think that that's fantastic. All right. Well, are there any final thoughts you want to throw in for the new year? Well, no. I think I'm just going to, you know, finish up the book I got going here. Hopefully get that done before mm-hmm. the new year. Yeah. Add one extra one. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. Wherever my brain wants me to read 
is where it's gonna go where it's gonna go that you know it may have not made that much sense but no i think that made as much sense as anything else you've ever yeah. said <laughs> thank you <laughs> what about like thanks i think thanks, i think i don't know if what i say all the time makes sense but uh, cool thank kay. you for that <laughs> what about you what are your thoughts i don't i think i i think i said all my thoughts yeah. today Fair. i think brain empty yeah heart full of books i don't yep. know i'm trying to be deep <laughs> All right, so I do want to say that we're going to be having a lot of guests coming up in the new year. And so we've kind of suspended the the drawing of the topics. Yeah. So you will actually have to join us in the new year to find out what our next topic is. Ooh. Not because it's a surprise to us, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you will join us in the new year instead. And we will have a surprise topic for you waiting. And we will have some guests, including another visit from Alex and a very exciting visit from Tay. And then, I don't know, maybe from both? <gasps> so that might be no fun. Way. No, no way. way. As always, we are always looking for more topic suggestions as well. So yes. please feel free to leave those in our Discord or on our socials. Instagram is at the book jar pod. Otherwise, we thank you so much for this past year of listening. And we look forward to reading with you in the new year. Bye. cute little outro yeah i liked that one yeah Too bad i can't use that every time yeah that might i mean if we record one podcast a, a one year podcast in december year. <laughs> perfect <laughs> reading with you in the new year <laughs> change our whole podcast because i like that line <laughs> i feel like every time at the end of these i get like super awkward yeah i, you, I like you, don't know what to say anymore <laughs> immediately go to deer in the headlights yeah, i'm like okay we're coming to you know the what end. happened you know what happened too is the one time I was like, hey, Meg, like during the outro. And you were like, no. So now I feel like you get nervous every time during the outro. That I'm going to look at you and be like, speak. (laughs) Say something cool and funny. And and I'm like, I'm not cool or funny. I am just Megan. Well, you are, but you have to not try. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what we learned from this podcast. Don't try and don't set goals because it stresses me (laughs) out. Don't try. (laughs) That's Megan's advice for the new year. (laughs) Don't try and you'll reach everything that you ever wanted. (laughs) Don't try. Just do. Just do. Just do the things. Don't think about it. Don't think. Don't try. Just do. Just do. Be in the moment. Megan, 2023. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Oh, gosh.